Hello. Good morning and welcome or welcome back. Oh wait, that was your line. No, it's fine. You say it. <laughs> welcome or welcome back to the Mom Your Own podcast. We're switching things up here. Thanks for following us. Sorry we haven't been MIA for two weeks. Guys, okay. We don't want to explain ourselves. Let's just say load shedding. And <laughs> other work commitments because it's been tough out here. Yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry that I sound like this. Um, it was also one of the unforeseen circumstances. Guys, we're going to start a GoFundMe for Jess's immune system. Hey, baby. Please donate. <laughs> Listen, Mm-mm. COVID and COVID and COVID and now immune system is just not there anymore. No, no, a lot of people's immune systems have been weak since COVID. Also, we haven't been exposing, like we've been with a mask. Yeah. So... No, 100%. Now, like, going out without a mask and stuff. I feel like if, even if you're wearing your mask, like, diligently, and you just don't wear it around one person, that person has been exposed to, like, like so many new yeah. germs that they're, like, exposing you to. It's yeah, like, dude. it's and a mess. For two years, we weren't used to having that exposure, so. Yeah. It's wild. Now it's hectic. Like, yeah. it's catching up to me quickly. Anyways, hope you guys have been doing well. Yeah. Let us know how you're doing. Go follow us on TikTok if you don't already. Yeah, please. That's um, it. That's it. Yeah. Red isn't my color, so... What do you mean? You look so nice. Red, red is really not my color. It looks nice. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Why you say that? Red isn't, <coughs> like, on my color tone. <clears throat> color palette. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. When I was younger, they were like, this is not your thing. So I never wear red. Or if I wear red, I wear, like... A little bit. No, but this is nice. Damn. But this, maybe it's because it has more blue undertones. Yeah, I think so. But I'll tell you the story of this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for context. For, people, for context for um, the Spotify girlies. So Jace is wearing a red vintage Liverpool Football Club jersey. jersey. Okay. Okay. For the, the story. for the football guys on TikTok, this one's for you. Or anyone who's ever given a bad gift. Okay, my boyfriend, my partner, like soccer. I don't know anything about it. I'm not a sports girly, personally. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, so one of his friends, very kindly, thank you, Brendan, was like, uh, hey, listen, so Morris would really like a vintage jersey from this company. And I was like, dope. So I ordered him a jersey, and all I remember is the jersey is red. No, you remember the team is red. Yeah, the, the team must be red. So yeah. I was like, shop. So I went on the thing and it just so happens more than one team is red. So I was like, no man, it must be this one because everything is fully red. It must be this one. So I ordered it. You even asked me. You're I like, even reassured. Dude, is this Liverpool? Like, And I was like, yes, that's the Liverpool logo. That's Liverpool. So I sure. ordered it as a surprise. I got it. Like, I emailed this company. They were amazing. This company is really cool. They, like, sent it. Whatever. Cool. So I get it. I make it this whole thing. I, like, set it up. Whatever. I'm like, I have a surprise for you. He gets home. Opens the thing. And he's like, hmm. Maybe this is great, but this is Liverpool. And I'm like, yeah, isn't it amazing? He's like, yeah, but I'm an Arsenal supporter. <laughs> dude, you fucked up. Guys, I confidently bought him. <laughs> Bad, dude. The opposite team's jersey. But now, here's my thing. <laughs> what does that tell you? You're an Arsenal supporter, but you're only talking about Liverpool because they're your enemy team. You're giving them free clouts. 
Guys, if you support a team, dude. don't talk about your enemy team all the time. If you, like, you went that far to think. Like, you asked me, is this Liverpool? Because that's... That, that's the that only name in my head. That's everything you hear. So now what must happen? Anyways, so now I'm a Liverpool supporter. <laughs> I don't know who plays for Liverpool, but I'm a Liverpool supporter. No Liverpool, dude. Roast me in the comments. It's fine. I love Liverpool. And anyways, the shirt is amazing. <laughs> and if you guys want to support this company, they're great. I immediately bought him a new sweater on the spot. Uh, Arsenal, it came. It's amazing. It's great. The Arsenal one has like white sleeves, which oh, is really nice. That's cute. Yeah, but anyway, now he has his Arsenal jersey. I'm a Liverpool supporter. I'm wearing this proudly. <laughs> and it's very warm. Go Liverpool. Go Liverpool. <laughs> nice. What a wonderful story. I don't Indeed. think I could ever sit through like a whole Liverpool match, but yeah. No, dude, I'm sure you could. If it was like a final or like a big game. Something entertaining. Yeah. Not like the random games they play in between. But if they get to the finals and stuff again this season, then you should really come watch it. Because Amit is a diehard Liverpool sports. Did you know? And his whole family. So it's wild. When Liverpool plays, they set up a projector in the lopper. They have a night. Like, it's crazy here, dude. It's insane. Maybe I should take it off and gift it to Amit. No, you must come. (laughs) You must go. I just decided I need to get somewhere out of it. But they, have a, for it. they have a nice team, dude. Cute. Mario's like, told me they're horrible, so I don't know. No, dude, they're nice. I love them. Well, I'm in love with Mo Salah. Who? Mo Salah. He's one of the players. He's from Egypt. And they just signed a new guy that is from... Is he from Argentina? Anyways, but he's such a nice guy. <laughs> I felt like I was a white girl wearing a Nirvana shirt today because you know how they're like name three songs. Morris was like name three players from Liverpool right oh now. Why are you wearing God. that shirt? Shut I'm like, up. Well, I paid for it. <laughs> we get some value out of it. My jersey today. I'm wearing it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, it's nice. So good times. Good times. Um, now that we're talking about sports, I want to talk about F1 because this past week. There was a massive crash, dude, and I want to just talk about it. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah, the the driver's okay, everything's fine. But, like, I just want to talk about how far, like, the technology has gone and, like, F1 and whatever. Okay, cool. Anyways, so, they were at... Where were they? Anyway, it doesn't matter. The Grand Prix. They were somewhere. Wherever they were. Now, they're driving. Literally, they start, like, three, two, one, lights out. They start two seconds into the race. We're watching... Now there's a car that's upside down, going across. What happened to it? We're like, what happened? Now they're not playing replays. Immediately there's a red flag. When there's a red flag, all the um, drivers must go back to their pit lanes, get out the car, like it's done. The race is finished. Like you must go until it's it's safe again to go out. Now it's a red flag. Everyone goes back. They're not showing any replays. We're like, what is happening? So usually when they don't show replays, they're not not sure if the driver is alive. So we were like, what the earth? At this point, we didn't know who it was, what happened. Anyway, then finally, like 10 minutes later, so when it's a red flag, everyone gets up and they have to clear like all the debris, all the cars, like whatever, the the barricades and stuff get fucked when they crash, so they must fix that. So that took like half an hour. They're basically making sure that it would be safe again to to, to drive again. Half an hour later, now they're playing. Now they're like, okay, it was Joe Guanyu, the driver um and then they finally played the replay dude what had happened was uh joe was here and i think it was russell george russell on the other side on the right so now they're driving right next to each other and as soon as lights go out and they start driving they all like come into the middle Mm. to try overtake Mm. each other right so they were doing that there was a third car behind them between them this third car started speeding up all three of their tires 
like touched clipped each other Ooh. immediately okay george russell the guy on the right just like spun out of control which is normal like they always do that but joe flipped literally onto his head spun like seven times all the way to the end by the barricades when he reached the barricade his car hit against it and he flipped sideways <gasps> like this so he was stuck in between the fence and the barricade like sideways dude fuck like terrible horrible it was so ugly dude anyway now george russell the other guy that spun out of control he immediately what we had seen in the one replay that they played was just him getting out the car and running so we're like why is he running we thought he was the guy mm. that got into the accident and he thought his car was gonna like burst into flames or something he was running to the other guy he was running to check if he was fine dude i literally got goosebumps then they played another shot of george russell when he ran to joe and one of like the safety guys that were there they're like looking and then all of a sudden they're like thumbs up to people on the side they're like he's okay he's okay come dude it was so scary anyway joe's fine dude but can you imagine he wasn't yo what the fuck anyway that's terrifying so he was fine but now he was stuck so they literally had to lift his car out yeah. like bring him out do the concussion whatever he doesn't have one scratch on him like not, no concussion even nothing he's perfect that's crazy how in this is what i want to talk about like how insane is it that these cars go literally so freaking fast and like they go from zero to i don't even know how many like maybe 200 but i mean they need it. that's like technology. technology they need that yeah and then with that they still have the safety of this guy was on his head spinning bro he literally his him being on his head and like spinning like that his car made dents in the tarmac i saw somebody posted that the what? Thing, i saw there was something happening what the fuck so it's insane. But that's what I'm saying, like, they have, they, it's needed that they have that technology, because yeah. can you imagine they did it? Yeah, dude, but this is actually a recent thing, like, the, they call it a halo, a thing that they put around the car like this that goes over the driver's head that protects them. But it was, like, a recent thing, because a few years ago they didn't have that, and people died, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's insane. Yeah, it's so crazy to me, like, how many sports people get like so seriously injured or like die in like the not even in the final stages of the sport in the beginning stages of yeah. the sport like rugby is such a popular school sport here like yeah. every school kid every like it's just a normal thing yeah and like the amount of <clears throat> my friends or like people i know now that are my age like in their 20s who are permanently injured mm. from playing rugby when they were 15 yeah dude and this is what ella and i were talking about my cousin who's she's obsessed with formula one she knows everything right she was like yeah but like it's crazy that in the 60s because if this accident had happened like years ago first of all the driver would have been dead second of all he crashed into the barricade they were literally spectators right there <laughs> spectators would have been hurt yeah they would have been fucked, dude like all of them and she's like they only made these barricades like Reasonable. after people had died because but of like, those crashes we, we can be so grateful for like the evolution of things yeah and that because a lot of sports don't do that they wouldn't improve they yeah. would just be like oh well it's just the impact of the sport it's a tragedy sorry yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the fact that they actually took that and like mm. improved on it so that yeah. it doesn't happen to other people dude and i'm just so like what shocks me the most is that he doesn't even have a scratch on him like he's literally perfectly fine and what like what does he say about all of this he's just like i'm good i'm he's glad good. i'm happy yeah and this was the other crazy thing to me so now red flag whatever he's taking to the hospital like 
whatever but he's okay mm-hmm. so what the other drivers know is okay it was this guy he's okay he's responding he's going to hospital sure mm. now they have five minutes to prepare them you're like let's do it again it must impact you psychologically because yeah. now you're driving and you're like there was already a big crash yeah like, and it's your colleagues dude like you these guys like literally sorry they come from like formula three formula two to formula one together like they've grown up together basically yeah. you know um, what I wanted to say was, but like, what good sportsmanship of that guy to to run to this guy to make yeah, sure that that's he's the good. first thing he did, dude. He literally ran out of his car to go check if it was good. Crazy. And then what did I want to say? Oh, Joe. Like then that night he posted a selfie. Uh-huh. Like, thanks for all the support. I'm fine. And then I think yesterday he was like, all done. Like my medical checks are done. All good. Ready for this weekend. Like, I think it's also crazy, crazy. how. What did I want to say? Oh, I, since that, well, I still haven't watched the the show on Netflix that I feel was, personally, I feel like that was like the turning point of yeah. Formula One. Like now everyone's obsessed with it and everyone's into it and stuff. Yeah. And I think it's because of that. But I haven't even watched it. And I've seen like Formula One drivers on social media so much more. And mm-hmm. like they're doing like cool interactive stuff and like really funny yeah. videos and stuff, things that I think is so good for them. But, mm-hmm. Because they they used to be, I feel like Formula 1 used to be such an exclusive thing that, yeah. like, a very niche group of people cared very, about. very, like, elite vibes. Like. And, like, if you knew what was happening, you knew, and if you didn't, you didn't. Mm. So, like, I think it's a good thing that they're expanding and they're getting yeah. a little bit more pop culture. Dude, and it's so interesting. Like, you really should get into it. You should watch the show. The only person I know is Charles Leclerc. Oh, Charles Leclerc. He's the only he's, one I know. He's cute. He's cute. Shame. He's very young. My favorite, dude, my favorite driver is Daniel Ricciardo. But a lot of people love Daniel Ricciardo. You'll love him also. Because he's just dumb, dude. Like, no, he's not dumb. But, like, no, he's dumb. Like, he's just silly, dude. Like, he doesn't care, you know? Oh, okay. They'll be, like, at a press conference. And then he'll start making jokes, like, with the other guys. And then they're laughing. And the guy, the people interviewing them are like, okay, is guys, there something we should know? Yeah, like, what are you talking about? They're like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's dude. cute, dude. Yeah. I love sports that are, like... There's a lot of sports that are like singular, like like driving or athletics. Like it's you, mm. you're the person, but yeah, it's not. But a team. It's, yeah, it's not a team. And I think it's so interesting how like people, well, in teams also. Like think about like school rugby. I'm just using that as an example because like we're we can understand it better. We mm. we grew up in it, but like you're playing against basically the same people mm. from when you're grade one to when you're because yeah they might be in a different school whatever but they're always relative in the same team to you like they're your peers so they're literally your competition but like Mm. they're your friends kind of they're your friends yeah dude exactly and i think it's the same in sports like that Mm. where it's like especially sports that take you a really long time to get to like the final point Mm -hmm. like you have to go through phases and stuff yeah those types of sports you get to see your competition grow also yeah that's exactly what i was saying dude like in formula one you can tell that they're all really close like also because it's such a like exclusive sport it's really expensive to get yeah, into it's it really expensive. so even kids that are promising and are really good drivers they might not always make it to formula one yeah. because they don't have the financial funding mm. for it so like a lot of these drivers have been driving together for years and years and years like they're mm. the only ones you barely get new drivers in yeah so they all know each other like and that's so crazy it's cute because it's like a culture also like yeah, formula like one that. has like a culture dude yeah anyways 
It's about both. Very little culture, but a culture nonetheless. <laughs> culture nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it just, yeah. I just love the cars. <laughs> it drives like, dude, I don't understand how. You're in my head. I'm like, I don't care. You can be a freaking rocket scientist, but an F1 engineer, you're the one. No, can I tell you, <laughs> I really one. have a thing for people who are very passionate about like their niche subject. Mm. Like, <clears throat> I watch, I watch a lot of documentaries. I love documentaries, but like, there is nothing as cool in this world to me as like one guy who's just an engineer and like he cares so much about the fucking wheel of the thing. Yeah. That's all. He's that's like, his life, dude. Zone yeah. on that like this wheel. I'm like, that's so cute the that passion. you care so much about that one thing. Yeah. No, dude, it's insane. Like, do you know how they they make the cars? They literally at the beginning of the year they have like a model, right? They're like, cool. This is how the car is gonna be. Then they put all the components, all the things in it, whatever, whatever. I know it's like weight and the person has to weigh yeah, a specific Yeah, now the driver and... comes, they're like, fuck, he mm. weighs 65, we thought he weighed 62, now we must take stuff out. Now you made the perfect car, now you must take elements out. It's them telling us, make a play for 100,000 rand. And then make it for zero. Yeah, literally. And then they do that. And then, what else did I want to say? Then they have one car, dude, like... That's your car, babe. That's your car. Now this guy that had the crash, his car's fucked. Now they have a week to fix to, it. To build it, to make it nice again. For this weekend. Yeah. yeah guys. Yes, yes. Oh, one thing I want to say. So last thing about Formula One. I'm sorry. I'm going on a tangent. No, be passionate. Um, they're looking into... I'm glad they're doing this, but also like you're a little late. But anyways, they're looking into making um, the Grand Prix more like sustainable not sustainable like eco-friendly very cute because they travel all around the world yeah. with their shit so they're trying to make it so that they're in one like place they do all those races and then they go to the next because oh, now they're moving they're going to like they're in italy then they're in canada yeah. then they're in saudi yeah. like they're you know? flying and flying so they, and flying with all the equipment all, all their that. shit so they're trying to keep it to the same region do all the races there and then move then on move to, to the next yeah. one which is nice. i mean the thing about formula one is also like it's the same as when we had World Cup in South Africa. It brings tourists. So, like, yeah. people want it to happen in their city or their, yeah. like, country. But, yeah, it, you have to look at making it more sustainable. Do you know they're, they're coming here? Up world. Kailami, yeah. I know. They said the safety car is going to be a taxi. <laughs> it's good to. Yo, guys, but how are they going to race? Yeah, petrol is cucking expensive, guys. <laughs> yeah, dude. Cuck expensive. But also they said um, that they have to, their tickets aren't going to be as expensive as they usually are because then the South African market's not going to go. Yeah. Do you know how expensive it is to go to? But can I tell you now it's going to make, <laughs> if I watch it now, it's going to make me like obsessed about getting tickets. It's going to yeah. be a thing. No, you must watch it. Uh, <laughs> she wants it because she's like, then we're going to get tickets. <laughs> then we go. Okay, Woo! maybe I'll watch it. We'll Red Bull! Let's talk about the petrol price, guys. I'm upset. Uh, What's happening here? I don't want to talk about the petrol price. No, I want to talk about the petrol price. It makes price. me so... Dude, the amount of money I have to budget for in a month. Just, just to petrol. drive. Just to drive. It kills me, dude. It kills me. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, okay, when I was a student, my car was never below quarter. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Now, if it's above quarter, I'm like, whoa. Wow. Look at me. I am all I'm doing things. Rich and shit. How no, fuck? dude, it's sad. But actually, you know, I was listening to, was it 947? They had some financial expert come on the show. And then he was saying that um, 
it's gonna go down at some point he's like if i can forecast it it's literally not sustainable for no. South Africa to have such high petrol prices. So the government's going to have to lower the tax on it or do something. Our petrol price is more than our minimum wage. So that it can be more accessible and stuff. Because a lot of people, that's the other thing. This city, not the city, this country is not a walking country. Like we no. can't, it's not like Italy, Europe, wherever, Amsterdam, where people can just walk and yeah. shit is available. There's, like there's not other forms of transport really. Like we have public transport, but that's a very unreliable. Mm. <clears throat> that's it yeah literally everyone has a car and even in one household there's multiple there's cars. multiple cars like yo if we were in amsterdam everyone would be on their bicycles guys it's fine we're just going yeah no no we can't do that we here we can't do that here we're constantly on the highway we're constantly driving and like everybody works far nobody yeah. works like five minutes from their house everybody works like an hour from their house especially yeah. if you live in like a big city everybody's driving to get to work so like you're gonna drive on a bicycle every day an hour no way <clears throat> Yeah, dude. So he was saying, so that made me feel a bit better because he was like, I can forecast that it will go down at some point. No, but, but can I say, it going down at some point doesn't matter to me because the fact that the government has the audacity to put it at this price in the first place tells me they don't care. It's fucking rude. They don't care about the citizens. The fact that... And like, they cut their subsidy in half. Mm. That's why it had to go up by two and whatever. Mm. Two and fifty. <clears throat> The fact that the petrol price was literally half what it is now, like a few years ago. It's insane. I don't think it's sustainable for anyone. And like, no, the thing about petrol price that I think people don't realize, especially if you're like a school kid, you don't realize that like the petrol price influences everything because your groceries to get to the grocery store, they're transported. That company pays fuel to get it to the mm -hmm. grocery store, to get it from the farm, to get it from the warehouse, to get it from wherever. That price is calculated into what you're buying. Yeah. So when the fuel goes up, everything goes up. Everything goes up, dude. It's really unsustainable. <laughs> what did I want to say? But if we could just walk everywhere, that would be lovely. Dude. And also everywhere, like, it's not just even like the, a distance thing. It's also a safety thing. Like, yeah. we live in a country with one of the highest gender-based violence rates in the fucking world. Do you think I'm going to be walking somewhere if I have to, if I know I have to be there at 8th at night, I'm going to be walking quickly? No way. No, it's not safe, like you said. Have you, are you on the side of TikTok where they talk about building cities for people and not for cars and whatever? No, but I had city planning. Like town planning TikTok. I'm not on TikTok, but I no, had but it as a it subject. As a subject. Hectic. How is that possible? In school? Yeah, we had city planning as part of geography, babe. Oh, geography. <laughs> You know, no. Marius had a whole city planning module. Like, if you speak to Marius about it, he'll, like, tell you all the That's crazy. No, I didn't do geography. But I'm on that side of TikTok. And they just talk about it, and it's so interesting, dude. And I'm like, yes, this makes sense. Why don't countries do this? Well, countries do do it. Our country just didn't. Why not? <laughs> like, are you dumb, dude? The thing is also, like, you have to think about it in terms of, like, South Africa has space. Like, we have space. Dude. We're We're flat. Yeah. There's space. Other countries are very small and compact. They don't have space to build. So they build up, which includes walkability. Because mm -hmm. now, like, <clears throat> everything's at a 500 radius of each other. It's just on top of each other. Yeah, true. How many buildings do you know in South Africa, or like, around you now, that are multi-story or more than one thing? That's not a mall. No, dude. Everything is just one little building that's a paint shop. Next to that little building is a coffee shop. Next yeah. to we have millions of, like, retail parks that are just spread out. But... <laughs> In other countries, that would have been like one tall ass building. One tall ass building. 
But even like office parks and stuff, only in Joburg are there really like tall buildings of office parks. It's also because Joburg was forced into building like that by mm. being compact. Like mm. the thing is, they created like little islands within Joburg as a city yeah. that you you can't really build out because you have to be in Rosebank and Rosebank's only this big. Mm. True. Whereas like Pretoria, it's like everything is far and wide. You're driving, dude. Literally, one of our neighbors from uh, where we used to stay, he he like used to tell us, "I've been living here for fifty years. I was here when this area was still a farm. There was horses yeah. running here." I'm like, "That's insane, bro." But then at the same time, like, do you want to live in a place that's just mush skyscrapers? Not really. No, Not I don't really. care. If I can walk everywhere, I would be so much happier. I would be happier if I could walk more places, but. If I lived in New York, I would be extremely sad. I don't know if I can live in New York, though. Yeah, that vibe would not do Well, anymore. I don't know if I can live in the States, period. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not, I don't know if, actually, I'm not, I will not. I will never. I can't. Um, don't say you will never. You live in South Africa. You don't know what's happening. But no, I'm not going to the US. But I'm, if you had a choice, no. No, I would rather live anywhere else, dude. I do have a choice. I'm not going there. Maybe if there was a civil war tomorrow and your mom's like, we're going to Miami. You're going. I don't have a passport back. Where am I going? You are, but... <laughs> Where am I, I going? Both, I don't have one either. We're both in the same boat. No, I'll go... I'll, Dude, I would rather move anywhere else in South America than go to the US. Take me to Amsterdam. You're with Amsterdam. Or any... Dude, with a Venezuelan passport, I can go anywhere in Europe except the UK. Mm. Without a visa. So I can just fuck off. I can just fuck off. <laughs> I don't need to go to the US. Uh, sorry, I'm very passionate about it. I don't want to live there. I wouldn't want to live there either. Really, I wouldn't. Where would you want to live? <laughs> you know the one place in the US that I will live, but it's not the US, but it is the US. It's the Hawaii. But like, they don't want me. Guys, I have been obsessed with Hawaii literally since I watched Lilo and Stitch when I was like four years old. <laughs> I've always wanted to live there. Not live there, I've always wanted to visit there. But they don't want us. They're, they're done with the tourists. They don't no. want people to come live there. But can I tell you, like, I would want to live somewhere that's, like, tropical. Like, <clears throat> warm. Which is what, like... Oh, I feel you. I don't know. You're... Yeah, listen, no. I'm, not a, I'm not a winter girl. And, like, I feel like I could enjoy it and, like, live it. And then I would want to leave. But you get places in Europe that are not cold. Yeah, but it's nice <laughs> and there's cock. Yeah. I don't know about I don't know about Greece actually, like but not Santorini, like the other mm, little... the outskirts. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Isn't it like warmer there? I don't know, guys. I don't it know is. where I would live. But I, I would want to live in a warm place if mm. I had to live anywhere else. I actually I wouldn't live in Hawaii. I'd just go there to visit. Cause there's a, a YouTuber that I follow that moved to Hawaii. <clears throat> and your dude, like <laughs> island life is real here. Yeah, like it's real. It's they just needed a permit for. They bought a house. It's their property, but they need a permit to like. They want to build on and whatever. It's gonna take them at least six months to get that permit. Yeah, <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, it's just how it works. They're like, what the? But you live in South Africa. It would take you a year and a half to get that no, permit. No, but like. Other things that here it would take a couple days, like yeah. to I don't know if you order from take a lot. From oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It no, takes it takes forever because it has to go by a ship. Yeah. Even Hiram, like when he talks about stuff that he orders, whatever. Oh, yeah, he also lives in Hawaii. He's like, yo, I can't try this new skincare product yet because it's still coming. Yeah, like they should take long, and they're also just they're chilled, dude. I feel like people that live by the ocean are just so chilled; they don't care. Yeah, I think it's a it's a more slow lifestyle. You know yeah. the thing is, here is 
<clears throat> one place I would like to live in my life that isn't necessarily like doesn't necessarily conform to my standards of like warm but I think the atmosphere is cool enough that I could do it atmosphere atmosphere yeah atmosphere but I wouldn't want to do it for like I would do it for like a year like this is not a place I would want to live permanently yeah but it would be Japan like oh my gosh yes I would love to live in Japan if there's one place mm. in the world that I'm obsessed with it's Japan like just everything the cafes the like just the lifestyle the life everything there. dude and i follow these like youtubers that don't even speak english but like i just watch their stuff because it's so cool like it's their so life cool. is so fucking cool yeah i love japan as well i'd love to go there i would love to go to japan i always say like i don't i don't give a fuck about a wedding like i will get married in court i'm happy but if there is like one place that i would want to get married if i could have like not like have a wedding not like have 30,000 people just me and one person go get married but it would be like in Japan but when the sugar blossoms are out Aww. like get married under the sugar oh so cute that would be amazing <laughs> yeah dude Japan is awesome I'd love to go to Japan and like Tokyo the the infrastructure the mm. cool ass museums there's literally a museum of digital media which is so fucking cool like you walk on the floor the fish are swimming yeah oh, dude please. and all their technology and stuff they're just so like they're literally innovative like 300 years ahead of us I'm yeah. like it's just fucking dope fucking crazy Japan is awesome I yeah I don't know I was talking about this with Amir the other day like if we had to move somewhere like where do we actually see ourselves going and then i was thinking like there's places that i would move but he would but it doesn't work for him or like us as a couple together like i would 100 go live in canada and i'd be so <laughs> but he would no. die first of all okay winter whatever we can get over that but there's no cricket like culture yeah. and things like that like yeah. okay well on the topic of not being in south africa being in south africa crime petrol Here's something that I think is interesting. Okay. So we know that Action SA, um, they've been gaining popularity in South Africa with the municipal elections. They did really well. Yeah. Um, they, whatever. So if you don't know what happened, let me inform you. <laughs> Basically, this weekend there was a uh, meet by in Kailami about like security and like um, what are they called? In Kailami or Kailicha? Kailicha. Uh-huh. <laughs> what is it called when we're patrolling? Na- like neighborhood watch. Neighborhood watch, stuff. okay. So it was like about like personal safety and like security and neighborhood watch and all that stuff. And Ian Cameron from Action SA. Oh, he's suing. No, babe. Okay, Sorry. <laughs> he stood up to Becky, 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 Becky Stele, whatever the Give fuck. Me. I'm sorry. He's, he stood up and he was, he was going, babe. He yeah. was like, he brought up like all of these points about <clears throat> the, the fact that like they're patrolling and the, there was a murder that happened that nobody saw. Like nobody was interested in solving. The police did nothing about it. And then Action SA, like, personally went and found the person who did it like all the stuff and he's like as a community we're the people here keeping like having to keep each other safe whatever but you want to be a police minister i invite you to tonight to come here and patrol the streets with me without your fancy car without your bodyguard so that you can know what the community is going through Mm. and he's like he brought brought this whole thing and he's like and gender-based violence you guys want to say you're fighting gender-based violence but there's one desk at the police station fighting gender-based violence there's a constable um 
officer that just came out of college that has 300 dockets on his desk and you're trying to tell me that he's going to solve mm. those cases. He's not going to solve them. Then he was like the missing person, the crime, like all the stuff. Then the police minister got upset. Yeah. He like started yelling. He's like, you, you're, you, you look at me as a garden boy. You don't understand. I went through apartheid. I was at Robben Island. They beat us. Like all the stuff. He started yelling crazy. Yeah. Then he was like, shut up. He was like yelling at the top of his lungs. He lost voice. He lost his fucking mind. Oh my gosh. Then the police escorted Cameron out. It was a whole thing. Now, the suing part, he wants to sue the police officers, but I think that's wrong because mm. they told him to sit down and he did it. Mm. But, <clears throat> like, first of all, good for him that somebody is finally standing up and saying, like, babe, you're doing nothing. Yeah. Second of all, then there was a big debate on Twitter. And that's what I actually want to talk about. That, because now, obviously, the minister immediately pulled the race cards. He's like, you're being racist, whatever. And there were a lot of people... <clears throat> Defending that point of view, saying like, yeah, yeah but a, a white man never has the authority to stand up to a black man, whatever. Um, and then there were also a lot of people saying like, playing the race court in this scenario doesn't work. He's standing up for black people and he's... In the community. <clears throat> but then people are saying like, it's a savior complex. <clears throat> Which I get both sides, but I'm saying like, it can't be a savior complex if he's patrolling with them. Like he's actually there. It's not like he's standing on the outside saying, oh, look at these people doing this. Like he's actively involved. He's involved, yeah. And his points were all valid. Mm -hmm. He never made a point that like was just race motivated. And the the then a lot of people were saying, um, and like it wasn't just a lot of white people. It was like everyone. Like a lot of South Africans were standing up and saying, the race card gets pulled so easily when people are uncomfortable. Because, like, with their authority being questioned. Mm. Because <clears throat> it's easier to rile up the community to say, this person's a racist, than it is to, like, face your own... Your own faults. Your own faults <clears throat> and say, like, I haven't been doing what I must. And then a lot of people were saying, like, yeah, the fact that he reacted this way is showing you that his only credentials to be in the position that he's in is he, he fought apartheid. Yeah, which is still very valid. <clears throat> but, I mean... Not as a police minister. We need to move on. People were saying they must put him in the apartheid museum so that he can tell his stories because he doesn't belong in the police minister position just because he fought apartheid. No, I understand that. <coughs> I understand that completely. And like, yeah. Like, if he had fought apartheid and now he was a wonderful, amazing minister who's doing his part, sure. But he had fought apartheid, great. And now... We've, he's in a position where he needs to do something to the country now. Yeah. And him suffering in apartheid doesn't change the fact that people are dying every yeah. day. Yeah, that's the thing I was going to say. A lot of people that <clears throat> use that, like, I fought in apartheid, I did all of this. That's great. And yes, you went through all that trauma and whatever and cool. And it is part of our history. We can't yeah. just erase it. We're not trying to. No, and we're not trying to. But at the end of the day... We're not in apartheid anymore. Yeah. We're living in a different South Africa and we have different issues that you still need to show up for. Yeah. And you like still need to fight. Exist. Like, the, like what I'm saying is your people struggled in apartheid and now your people are struggling and you are in the perfect position to help them and you're yeah. not. That's deep, dude. Yeah. You can't be like 20 years ago. 20 I, years ago I helped you guys. So now, I helped you guys. So now I'm, I'm most here. Yeah, 20 years ago I fought for South Africa, so now how can you expect me to be fighting again? Mm. You have every resource now to fight, mm. and you're not doing it. Mm. And you're in that position, you put yourself there, so... 
Why are you not doing anything? Mm. And then you want to get upset when people call you out. Yo, no, dude, but we said from last year, remember, we were talking about, like, action essay and how they yeah. but they what I'm know what like, they're doing, dude. Well, it's new. I'm scared. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I can't, I have to be honest. Like, I'm scared. I want to see what happens with action essay. I want to keep a close eye on them. And I'm like, I'm optimistic. Mm. But I'm also scared. Like, they could just, you know, there's a lot of <clears throat> new... Politic, political groups in South Africa who look very promising and then they go and like dictatorship positions, authoritarian, like we have to be careful. Yeah. Like we saw with the EFF that like a lot of initial stuff that they brought up were, was promising. A yeah. lot of stuff that they said. And that's was why like, they grew so quickly. Exactly. And then they veered off course. Mm. So it's the same. I feel like when every any new political group is growing, it, it can be very promising and, and you have to be optimistic about it, but you also have to be very, very skept- scared. Skeptical about yeah. it. Yeah. And keep a close eye and make sure that they are moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Because as, we, as we've seen in South African politics, it's very easy to bear of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it comes down to power, dude. When people realize that they have power, yeah. then they, they lose their shit. But I mean, either way, whether Action SA grows into something promising or not... How good that someone finally stood up to a minister mm. and that he's facing some backlash for it. Mm. Um, and and I, my thing is, I feel like more South Africans, <clears throat> regular citizens, need to get involved in our politics to the level where we are actively questioning our leaders mm. and holding them accountable. Mm. Because we're not angry enough. Like, it's such a overplayed phrase to say we as South Africans aren't angry enough but we're not we are not angry enough our government is doing the wrong things and we're like like it's the whole thing of like <clears throat> every second day there's a news article saying like corruption this much money was stolen and we're just like oh money again yeah we're like oh well that's South Africa Instead of for money, you that's like, our tax money we should yeah. be angry we should mm. be involved we should be fighting making that's sure that those people are being held accountable it's sad how normalized it's become that like all the corruption and all the crime and all the things. It's just like, okay, well, I guess we have to live with it. It's become so normalized that we're just sitting back and going, oh, yeah, <laughs> it is yeah. what it is. And it is true that we are a nation that makes jokes about things. Mm. That doesn't have to go away. Mm. We can still be making jokes. That's who we are. That's how we deal with things. But we need to become more actively involved, all of us, every single one of us. And the thing is, people don't want to get actively involved because when you're involved, you're angry. Mm. <clears throat> Yeah, something in your number. Is it later? Yeah, dude. I don't know. I think people are also just tired because there was a point where people were very angry. Yeah. And like, I think back a few years, like after Jacob Zuma resigned yeah. and like fees must fall, that, that was a time when the country as mm. a whole was very angry. But people get tired of fighting, dude. That's what I'm saying. But so it's groups. Yeah. It's specific groups fighting. And if it's only a little group of people fighting, you are going to get angry. Mm. We must all be angry all the time, figuring the shit out, forcing people into accountability. Yeah. That's the thing. Because these ministers, <clears throat> your anger on Twitter, like it's the whole thing with the petrol. Because now it's everybody's tweeting national shutdown, whatever. And everybody's tweeting, saying, being on Twitter and protesting here is one thing but protesting in the streets is something different it's not the same it's so easy for um for the ministers to to have all of this criticism floating around on social media and just not look at it yeah 
it's very different when the criticism is staring you in the face and it's not backing down and it's not scared. Yeah, dude. That's why the national shutdown failed. Like, those, when was yeah. it? Last month? When they were like, we're going to shut down, whatever, whatever. But it was all just talk on Instagram. That's what like, I'm saying. On so like, Twitter, sorry. So, seeing in person how Ian Cameron, whether he's the right vessel or the wrong vessel, in your opinion, to have done that, seeing the reaction from the minister should tell you that that needs to happen more. Because there is a sense of holding a mirror up, and for the first time realizing, whoa, yeah, the fact that, that he got happen. so dis- defensive just shows that, yeah, he needs to confront <laughs> his downfalls. And like, we need to force these people into accountability because if we don't, if we're not actively standing in front of them saying, <clears throat> you are not capable of doing this, and if you are not stepped down. Why would they? They're sitting in massive positions of power, receiving lots of money and going to nice events every second day to show their face. Yeah, dude. Because if we don't, like, if we don't make it a thing, right, like the public, the general public, if we don't, like you said, get angry, get involved, involved, then we just sitting back. They're going to keep doing what they're doing. Shit is going to keep going up. Petrol yeah. prices, whatever, load shedding, things are going to go fucked. And there's because there's no plan from their side to make things better. There's no reason to have a plan because they're like, the 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 public is complacent. Mm. The public is fine. If we tell them, yo, they're going to be upset, they're going to tweet about it, and then what? They're, they're all going to go to work. The, com- 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 the economy is still going to keep going. Mm. I'm still going to get my paycheck. Yeah. It's fine. And like... I witnessed it firsthand with like people are so like for for example the University of Pretoria is so I'm calling them out because I was involved there so I can call them out it's such a happy thing like the minister's coming we need to make everything pretty we need to have him come here and then it becomes a censorship thing because it's it's like the illusion of freedom of speech they're saying, ask the minister questions. And then there's 10 people sitting backstage monitoring every single question and deleting the ones that they feel like can cause a stir right now. Yeah. We need to eliminate that. We need to be more angry and make sure that our real questions, our actual real concerns get addressed in those moments. Put them on the spot. Yeah. But they don't want to because we don't want to offend the minister. <clears throat> and especially at universities, dude, because students are not scared to yeah. say what they want to say. The institution protects these people mm. that are in these positions of power because they don't want them to get angry. No. But and we should. We place, should make them angry. Especially like the University of Pretoria. <clears throat> they're all about how things look. Yeah, very much. So, of course, they're going to protect them. But what I'm saying is we should be so angry that they don't have a choice. That they don't have a choice, yeah. Can because you imagine you're tweeting, you're, you're writing your question, then you see that they deleted it. Then you well, stand. the thing is, you can't see it. Here's my question, bitch. The thing is, you can't see it because this is what they do. You send in the questions via a separate form. Like, it won't be in the Google comments. Like, mm-hmm. if you, so what they'll do is <clears throat> they'll live stream with the minister or the whoever. And then they won't, you won't be able to, like, post the comments there. You will post it into a Google Sheet or something. Mm-hmm. And from the Google Sheet, they'll they bring pick. it up in, like, a lower third to the minister. So when you post it in that Google Sheet... Mm-hmm. You don't know that your question is one of five questions asked. Mm. You think there's a million questions, they're just letting them answer other questions. Mm. There's five questions. Two of those are angry and it's yours. Mm. Three of those are by the company or the university Mm. themselves posting the like happy, cute questions that the minister's already prepared to answer. Mm. That's hectic, dude. No, you're right. Like disruption needs to happen for there to be a change. 
pure because otherwise it's just gonna everything's gonna stay the same i'm not calling for like burning down buses or the lootings that happened mm-hmm. i'm just calling for like we need to be able to call out these people and to be able to do that as to be empowered enough to do that as a regular citizen you need to understand what the fuck's going yeah. on yeah as a nation we need to get more involved in what's actually happening and i understand more about american politics than i do about south african politics yeah 100 exactly that's what i'm saying how is that possible i live here yeah but also i think a lot of that is deliberate as well yeah they want to keep it like that they want it it's like the system they want to keep you feeling like oh you don't even know what's going on so don't say anything yeah or like they said like the race god they want to make you feel like if you're going to say something you're going to be labeled a racist or a classist or whatever so that you don't speak up mm. and we should be i'm not saying we should be less scared to be labeled racist or whatever but like if you know what you're doing isn't racist you should be signing up no matter what like it's it's manipulation tactics to keep us like governed yeah. and we need to stop falling for it yeah Uh-oh. It's true. Because listen, we're not advocating for people to be racist. No. But like like you said, it's always a thing of mm. like when someone is offended or when someone whatever, it's an easy way to write up the crowd. It's an easy way to not have to answer the difficult mm. questions and not have to face the actual problems because of our history, because of whatever. So, if you If you know enough and are informed enough to know how what you're doing is how you sit in society and how your yeah. point of view comes across and whatever and if you know what you're saying is not from a racist point yeah. of view then they can't say then it, it doesn't scare you that people are calling you that because the truth about our country is there's always going to be people in that position no matter who you are no matter what you're saying it's always going there's always going to be a crowd yelling at you that what you're saying is classist racist whatever and you need to be informed enough about your social standing to know whether those comments are the truth or not yeah and we need to be more informed yeah. i i really genuinely feel like lately it's been such a real thing for me to like to understand how involved i am in american politics because i can digest it and understand it and how in south african pol- politics i don't know what's going on yeah. i don't know what's going on and it's not as easily accessible and it's ridiculous it is ridiculous it is ridiculous yeah and it's also like yes it's not as easily accessible but i'm also not following people that are trying to make it accessible mm. because i don't it's more real it's mm. more that's the thing you don't want to get angry but we should because mm. if we, if we're not going to get angry now we're going to be very angry in the future yeah and it's not going to be avoidable exactly Thanks for informing me. Because I saw, like I said, I saw the tweet of Ian. Mm. What's his name? Ian Cameron. That he was saying that he wanted to sue. And then people were like laughing at him. They're like, you should. <laughs> Which I understand. Yeah. Like that doesn't really make sense. But yeah, I was like, what's going on here? Let us know your thoughts. I would love to know your thoughts. And also, if you are a person who understands South African politics, please point me in the right direction. No, please. Who can we follow? Who can we... I know Caitlin Rawson posts a lot of stuff about South African politics and stuff like that. And Ronaldo or whatever. I obviously don't agree with Ronaldo's point of view, so I'm not even going to go there. But like Caitlin, I also feel like a lot of her stuff is more like social political. Mm. And like, that's great. But I don't I'm trying to be more informed about the actual politics of the government. Mm. So if there's somebody I can follow, please let me know. Yes. 
let us know. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Talking about the American politics. Oh gosh. Roe versus Wade was overturned. Another reason why I will never move to. <laughs> I think that's the Lee biggest one of the biggest reasons. Because I don't have rights. Yeah. What the F? I think it's so interesting. I think it's very interesting how this is still Trump. Like this is still Trump's doing. Yeah, dude. It's all this is the justice that he plays in power. And you know what? It isn't it so scary that like <clears throat> when what's her name? When she died, the Supreme Court lady. Um Ruth Bader Ginsburg is the justice that <clears throat> Find like abortion rights and all that stuff. Like mm. she was one of the people who like put Roe versus Wade in place and all that stuff. Okay. So obviously, if you're a Supreme Court justice, the only way to not be one is to die. Mm. Like there is no retirement, whatever. It you are it forever. Ruth Bader Ginsburg died in the last couple of months of Trump's mm. thing, and her wish was to not have another Supreme Court justice reinstated upon her death. Mm. until Trump is no longer president. Whoa. And Trump didn't listen to that. Literally, the moment she died, he instated Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, fuck. <clears throat> I see. And he instated a bunch of other people. Mm. And that's the reason Roe versus Wade was overturned. Yeah. And I think it's crazy how an entire country is affected by a choice made by five people. Mm. And they're... they're angry and they can't do anything about it because yeah. of the system it's law dude like what must happen the system that was set up hundreds of years ago yeah it's fucked dude like they're literally moving backwards it doesn't make any sense and also if you're one of the people who are like but we live in south africa what does that have to do with us are you not consuming american media i'm just asking no it does like listen things that happen all around the world affect everyone else as well and the american american pop culture like that's what we are exposed to that's yeah. what we're exposing our kids to that's what like 90 percent of the world live in the northern hemisphere probably half of that is fucking america yeah what do you think not half of <laughs> no but, <laughs> but i mean you know what i mean it's yeah, and like we are uh like you said we do consume the media and stuff and that exposes we're affected by it. more of the youth to those Fuck that point of views. I'm sorry. If you're pro-life, fuck you. You're stupid as fuck. <laughs> I think if you're pro-life, you're just... You just have to be uneducated to no, you <laughs> in that position. I'm so sorry. You're dumb. You're unintelligent. 100%. I don't care. It's like it's like when people are homophobes. Like, I just can't think you're smart. I just... If you're pro-life, no. I just... I don't understand. I feel like you missed something somewhere no your brain is probably not fully developed like something is wrong dude. no i i i understand what you're saying but i literally feel like these people are not exposed to the truth it's like old african stunnies that don't understand yeah fully they, they just don't, don't comprehend the magnitude of a decision and like i'm so for you saying it's against my personal views 100 fucking percent yeah. it can be against your personal views you don't mean, have to do shit yeah that doesn't mean your personal views have to extend to everyone else in a fucking country what because you're allergic to peanuts now chickens mustn't sell peanuts anymore because you don't because you don't like them you don't like peanuts you don't agree with eating peanuts now chickens mustn't sell peanuts to anyone ever to any nobody else can eat peanuts because you don't like them no fuck off man what's wrong with you no if I'm you're like so... that you're also just a selfish like entitled person 
No, dude, I'm so over this conversation. Like, and it is an important conversation to have, but it's just so ridiculous. Like, I don't understand. It, it. feels worn out. Like, have I not made every possible point and you still don't get it? Yeah. But you know what? It's like reignited the fire in me that they've actually done this. Like, that it's actually been overturned. Mm-hmm. And it is actually placing people in real danger. And like, if day it's not like people are gonna die dude people are already but every day we're hearing stories about this 10 year old girl the 11 year old girl Mm. this person how are you reading these stories and you're not thinking "Hmm, maybe we made the wrong choice no they're dumb as fuck dumb af but also there has to be something dude like don't you think it's not just a matter of like personal opinion it's also just there has to be some kind of underground corruption money shit going on because how you can't be a fully functioning adult with a mind and think that this is okay unless unless you're getting a young 15 million from it like i don't know something must be happening surely but it's also like it's just the pressing women it's just like america really is a first world country but they're a third world country like they're they're not they're not who they say they are Mm -hmm. Even if you look at, like, their voting system, it doesn't fucking make sense. And, like, this specifically to me just doesn't make sense. How are you going to not give the public an option at all? Yeah. Like, in my opinion, Mm. if you want to say you're in a democracy, if this was something that you were like, okay, should we make it illegal? Why wasn't there a mass vote? Yeah. Put a vote to the people. It's not a democracy, dude. Put a vote to the people. Have Mm. everyone go and vote Mm. to see if it should be illegal or not. Mm. But they won't because they'll lose. But it's like we said also, like, the U.S. is also just states. Like, it's not one country. So each state can operate as it wants. But the other problem. now it can't operate as, operate as it wants. It's like there is, like, certain states that just can't. It's illegal now. Mm. That's so hectic. Yeah, it's fucked. And I get the whole thing of, like, yo, it won't be illegal in every state. And you can travel and whatever. But, like... That's also speaking from a position of privilege. Yeah, 100%. I don't know, if you think that, like, oh, but it's just better for the baby to be born. Like, at least the baby's born. And it's born into a family that can't take care of it, that doesn't want it. Like, you know what? I think that research that, like, Monet spoke about, Mm -hmm. that, like, if you're a baby in utero and you're the mom, the person that's carrying you does not want you, how that affects the development of your brain and your psyche. Yeah, already. If that research was more widely known mm. i feel like nobody would be like oh well at least just get the baby born we can no, solve the baby's gonna that. be born and be fucked <clears throat> like your psyche is already not healthy you're not starting out the yeah. same position as your peer because the person that grew you didn't want you yeah and that was literally ingrained in your dna dude the body was actively rejecting you forming mm. and you're there and not just the baby being born dude like there's so many cases where the baby's not compatible with life. Like, the baby's yeah. dead, or he's gonna die, or whatever. He's killing the mom. And what? Must it must just happen. Sorry. Oh, no, I can't. I can't, guys. I really can't. It makes me angry. Yeah, it just fucks me up. Like, I really can't believe that it happened. I can, but I can't. I can't. I don't understand. I do not understand for a second. And I think about <clears throat> my family living in America... And I think about, like, the consequences of that Mm -hmm. and, like, them 
having kids mm. and like then what from there from there what happens like yeah. it's scary it is, and to yeah. think that if one country like a mega superpower in the world makes this decision other countries will reconsider theirs mm. crazy yeah no, absolutely crazy and i'm grateful that we live in a country where the laws are progressive mm. but that doesn't mean i'm not sad and scared for everyone else in the fucking world that must go through this yeah because it's ridiculous dude it is ridiculous it's ridiculous that in 2022 you must be in a position where you can't make a choice of your own body yeah and if you don't understand bodily autonomy please i'm i can't message me on instagram let me explain it to you i will no, she will. I won't. I'll just block you straight up. You no, can't. I'll explain to you what the fuck bodily autonomy is and why you can't take my liver out of me even though it will regenerate itself. And a baby cannot grow in me because it is alive. It is my organ. It needs my organ to sustain its life. It is my bodily autonomy. And therefore, you cannot have my uterus. Thank you. That is fucking crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways... And if you use religion to justify your points, no, you're also done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you and good night. Sorry, this makes me so angry. No, I know. It's literally a topic that I get so upset. I'm just at a point where I'm tired. Like, I'm not. I was so tired of talking about it until this. No, I can't. But the thing is, I saw it coming. I mean, we did, but I just thought, like, surely not. Surely someone is going to stop them, right? No, dude, it's a miracle. No, it's America, and the people in power are. They do that. <clears throat> AOC for president, please. Yo. Then it will be different, eh? It'll be lit. That bitch. Then I'll move to America. Yo, I'm. <laughs> I sell everything America. I own. I'm there. I go. No. One time. Yeah, dude. Anyways, well, that's all we have for today. That's it, babe. Thanks for Wrap joining it up. us. Wrap it up. Thanks. You're gonna have to edit a lot of the sound out. Too much, but it's so elegant. A lot of it is literally just me dying. It's just you coughing all the time. But you're just cool. Thanks for joining Thank us, guys. Thank you, guys. Hopefully, we don't miss too much because of load shedding. We'll be back. Soon. Namaste. Namaste.